and welcome to Tripod, our travel retail-themed video podcast series in association with the SEVA Group. I'm Martin Moody. I'm Roger Jackson. Roger, it's great to be back for what now is Series 3 of Tripod. So I think we're we're well and truly established. We're going to have some great guests in this series. We've already lined several of them up. But as usual, before we come to our guest today... We're going to have a bit of a chat about the state of the nation and travel retail. And given that you and I have just returned from TFWA, a world exhibition, the greatest travel retail show on earth and can, um, it would be remiss of me not to compare experiences. How was the show for you as an exhibitor, you and uh, Severino, of course, and the whole SEVA group team? Yeah, I think... um... First of all, welcome back to Series 3. Um, and I think, you know, we took a couple of weeks break because obviously we were all uh, heading to the south of France. I, My personal experience, Martin, was a real, real positive one. Um, I was also there last year, uh, which I know not everyone was. Um, so I was actually there last year. And obviously last year was a very, very different concept. Um but still, you know, a positive one, uh, even last year, even though we were still in a, uh, you know, in the throes of a pandemic. I think for me, um, what I found was a huge amount of positivity. I thought a lot of brands uh, and attendees, um, both exhibitors and visitors, had made a lot of effort. Um, I think hats off to TFWA. Uh, so to Eric and John Rimmer and their teams. Uh, and the board, of course, of TFWA, I've got nothing but positivity. I felt both from um, the start, the planning, the during, and at the end and the finish, I thought the TFWA did a fantastic job and a huge, huge hats off to them. Uh, Over the couple of years uh, of the pandemic, they were under a lot of pressure. Um, And obviously coming back last year, there was question marks around should there have been a can in 2021, uh, which they did do one, albeit a reduced version. But I think really, I think it's fair to say TFWA uh, can um, came back with a massive bang. I thought it was fantastic, well run. And I felt that, you know, optically it felt like maybe visitor numbers were a little bit lower than perhaps 2019. I might be wrong, Martin. That's just my uh my personal optics on it but i felt the quality was actually better i thought the people who were there were from our industry and really wanted to do business so we had far more quality meetings than i i can remember for a long time yeah no well that would be my my verdict on it as well i think last year was a solidarity show if you like um uh, with and by the association this one was a revivalist show it was a real feeling of we're through it and uh, although there's going to be some speed bumps ahead um, the world's never going to turn in on itself again the travel retail trade is back and you could see it at every meeting I went to the uh, the, the do free do I think it was on the Monday I was absolutely packed down on the beach there were there were numerous other examples during the week, just great events. We were run off our feet with uh, interviews and press conferences, uh, presentations, et cetera. And that's always a sign um, that that plenty is happening. So uh, I think it was a it, it was a very strong show and it sent out 
you know, great vibes for our industry. So I think we can all look forward now to, to much, much better times. Oh, Martin, one thing I would add, in 2020, 2021, I saw a lot of, um, you know, chatter and conversations around, do we really need, you know, a trade show as an industry? Could we not do something, you know, 100% virtual? And I think there's a role for that. I genuinely still think there's a real role for um, a virtual role in our industry. However, what two weeks ago taught me, uh, or sorry, a week ago taught me, uh, is that there's absolutely a need for us all to come together. Um, and I think the power of that is huge. Um, and I think, yes, we should definitely look at technology that can bring us together more frequently. But I think the TFWA um, show is here to stay and I think is only going to grow. Yeah. And, and remember, of course, this year we didn't have huge delegation from China, in fact, a very small one, although some came. The China Duty Free Group people came, which was wonderful. Great to see the Taiwanese retailers ever rich and Tassa Meng turn up. Um, Japan, of course, opening now. And so, and and Hong Kong, um, the retailers were able to come. I was able to come because no quarantine on on return. We were dancing in the streets here in Hong Kong when that was announced. So, yeah, very good, and 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 can only get better, I think, Roger. So, so very good. Well, we've recovered from the the rigors of Cam now, so we'll get on with uh, doing our our second job of, of running tripod. And we've got an interesting guest today, Roger, someone you know very well. Shall we bring him in? I think we should. So this episode's special guest is Patrick Awad, the Customer Development Lead, Middle East, Africa, and India subcontinent duty-free at Philip Morris International. Patrick, based in Dubai, has spent over four years with the Icos to Marlboro tobacco products giant, and actually more than six in the tobacco sector altogether after a successful stint in the drinks world with Diageo in his native Lebanon and later Dubai. Well, Patrick's our first tripod guest from the tobacco sector, so I'm sure he's about to light up the program. Patrick, welcome to Tripod. Thank you, thank you, Martin. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to have you on the program, and I'm gonna pass over to my partner in Tripod Publishing Crime, that's Roger Jackson. Roger, you know Patrick, so I'm gonna let you kick off proceedings and take us through what I know is going to be a fascinating conversation. Hi, Patrick. Uh, we've obviously known each other quite a long time and worked together. So uh, thank you so much for coming on the uh, on the podcast this week. Thanks a lot for having me, Roger. I love the hats, by the way. Yeah, we'll talk about these a little bit later. We One will be winging its way to you. We've got a new design, so uh, be ready. I'll, I'll have that delivered to your house. We'll be waiting for it. Um, we always start off from the start, Patrick, uh, you know, you growing up. So if you could take us back to then, that would be amazing. Where, when, key events, education, we'd love to know about where it all started for you. Uh, if you could start there, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. Um, so I've, uh, I'm Lebanese and I'm brought up in, in, in Beirut. Um, and since so I'm going to talk a bit about my family and my parents. Uh, my parents have been very basically specific about, uh, you know, my education and uh, I've, I've attended the, I've attended the school that's basically 
uh, one hour, one hour and a half away from from, from my house, just because uh, it's the best school in, in, in the country. So I have to wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning. I think um, I think Lebanon has been uh, has been a very is, is, has a very special place in my heart. Um, and sadly, with with what's been happening in the past uh, three three four years, uh, after, I think in Lebanon we've gone through a lot of turmoils. Uh, we've we've gotten used to that. Uh, but I think uh, I think that at some point uh, in my life I'd love uh, to go back and, and you know uh, retire there. And you uh, you mentioned before when we were speaking about uh, your parents being in the sort of hotel and hospitality industry. That's where it all started for you. So what made you follow them into into that world, which was obviously your first job after university? Sure. So, so I come from from a hospitality family. I would say uh, my father is in is in hospitality. My brother is is too. So everything we discussed at home revolves around restaurants and hotels. And I built a passion uh, for hospitality. So, so after I graduated from university in Lebanon, having majored in sales and marketing, I went into working in in, in hospitality, uh, starting off in in one of the big hotels in in, uh, in Beirut where I did kind of a rotational uh, program going to different um, uh, front office management, purchasing. Uh, so so it, was, it was a nice start to my career, I would say. But quickly after that, I realized that uh, I want to be in the FMCG world and there's no better place than the other to start that. And that's obviously where we met. So you, sure. you arrive at um, obviously domestic first uh, with our great guys in... Uh, the Lena team, uh, shout out to all those guys in Lebanon at the moment. Um, and, and obviously we've got a lot of joint friends as well. So shout out to all of those guys as well, mostly in London now. Um, sure. But what brought you to travel retail? So you come into Diageo Domestic, great. And then we get you number one, first of all, into the GCC, into the Dubai, where you call home now, as I, as I do. Uh, but then what got you onto, into our great industry, into travel retail? So, so basically, after a couple of years in Lebanon working with a domestic team, I've had an opportunity to move to Dubai uh, with a permanent role in Dubai in travel retail. And it quickly struck me because uh, being a Lebanese, I used to travel a lot. I have a lot of family outside of Lebanon. So I was exposed to you know, airports and duty-free and travel retail early, early on. And I was always amazed by all these FMCG companies basically uh, communicating, having all these brands uh, in one place and communicating to around 180 nationalities. So that was something fascinating for me. I was given the opportunity uh, and, and I quickly took it. So for a couple of years, moved to Dubai and it's been seven years, I would say, since. And then obviously you do the switch into tobacco, um, obviously not directly to Philip Morris, but what how did that come about and what made you do the switch over onto the, you know one of the other largest categories in travel retail so 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 the switch was kind of fast because i after eight months of joining uh, joining theater in dubai i've had the opportunity uh, to basically move into more a more sales oriented role with with jti and for me it was it was always a challenge the day I, I joined uh, Travel Retail, uh, I was fascinated about tobacco and how a highly regulated industry uh, works in, works in, uh, in, in duty-free in specific. 
so I, I was offered this role, which was uh, which was a sales role man managing the, the, the GCC uh, airports, and, uh, and and I quickly and I quickly took it. And what so, did you uh, find? What did you find different between the two categories? Coming from obviously alcohol, after all those years into tobacco, what were those first sort of areas you thought this is really different? Actually, um, actually, ways of working are, are are not so different. It's 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 that the category is is more regulated than liquor than than liquor is. Uh, so uh, so basically, how the brands are activated a bit differs. I would say liquor is is more of an activation based category. You see a lot of Things happening in, in activations. I think tobacco is also uh, going going in that way in, in, in travel retail. Um, but I think both companies or three companies, if I would take Diageo, GTI, and Philip Morris, they they they're all industry leaders. Uh, they're all global uh, companies. Um, and I think I think uh, in travel retail, uh, they're all doing a good job. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Well, I know they are. Um, and I guess for you, um, what would you say career highlights to date? Obviously, with the three large companies you've worked for in, uh, obviously in Diageo, and then obviously in tobacco, what would your career highlights be so far? What are the those proud moments you have? So for the past for the past seven years, because I've been working with consistently the same uh, trade partners, I would say forging this relationship, forging these or these these. Partnership with our with our trade partners, which are super capable and competent, uh, and I think brand success in travel retail is really determined by the strength of the relationships you have with with uh, with the retailers. Uh, and I think for the past seven years, that's a big highlight for me that that we we were able to to really build these these uh, partnerships with 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 our uh, with our retailers. Uh, and I think. COVID was proving that because we went through a tough year. And if it weren't for the strong partnerships we, that we had with our retailers, it would have been very hard to, to know, you know, uh, to, you know, keep, keep going. Uh, that's in the past now. Uh, I think the, the future is super bright for travel retail and we're seeing it with the recovery that's been happening uh, the, past, the past year. Uh, and, uh, and I think for PMI in specific, uh, the launch of, of RRPs or reduced risk products in the region uh, has been has been at the forefront of category innovation uh, for us, and we're not done yet now. So we're preparing for something also for uh, very soon uh, for reduced risk products, and I think I think it's just a start. Yeah, watch the watch the space. I track that story very closely, Patrick. You know, I've been to your center in Switzerland and just watch the science at work, the serious science at work, the, the massive investment behind it is so impressive. I think it's been one of the game changing developments in, in our industry and watching um, the success of your duty free team rolling out the RRP products uh, around the world. I think it's fantastic. I was through DXB. Well, I've been through there three or four times in, in, in the last two or three months, but I was through there last uh, last weekend, and again, you know, I, I went into the tobacco department and just watched what you're doing with ICOS. I think it's startlingly good. So hats off to you and all your colleagues. Um, yeah. Just going back on on your career journey to date, we always like to ask people 
um, what their who their mentors or key influences might have been. But I've got to preempt that by saying you worked with Roger for a while. Was he was he a good guy to work with, Patrick? You can you can reveal all. <laughs> we can spill the beans, basically, right? <laughs> um, no, I'd say me and Roger, we, we met and we met in Diageo. We were not working closely um, because when I moved to Dubai to travel retail, uh, I spent eight months and then I moved into into JTI. Um, but I always knew Roger from there, and he was he was an amazing guy. Um, but key influencers, I would say, on a personal level, which affected me also in my career, definitely my parents, uh, keeping me grounded all the time and, and, and um, instilled the values in me that I take with me everywhere I go. Uh, I think that, that they've been the biggest uh, influencers. Uh, Career-wise, I would say there's, there's a lot of people. Every stop that I had, or every company that I worked for, I met amazing people that have been mentors. Uh, not one in specific, but I think uh, my parents are are, are, uh, are the ones who, who I would say are my influences. Very, very well said. Okay, well, look, we're going to have a bit of fun now, as we always do with our guest, Patrick. So we have, uh, Roger and I have invested heavily in real estate out in the middle of the ocean. Uh, we have a desert island paradise, and we're going to take you there along, as we do with all, that, all our other guests. So... Uh, Roger, you do the honors, please. We're going to give you a few creature comforts, Patrick, and Roger's going to talk you through those are. We're going to hear what your choices might be. Patrick, as Martin explained, you're on our desert island now, and we, of course, allow you to have some items. The first one, and because the industry we all work in has to be a duty-free item. So we're going to, we're very generous with our uh, allowances. So we're going to let you pick uh, one uh, tobacco uh, industry product. I'm being careful how I word that, because uh, I can guess what that's going to be. And we're going to allow you to pick one in your previous category in uh, in alcohol as well. So it'd be great to hear what you bring. Perfect. I'm, I'm interested in that one. So the first one would definitely be Icos. Um, I'm a user of the product, and I think um, I think it's it's an amazing product. Uh, I've switched from smoking, so and it, it goes with me wherever I go. So definitely, that was. I, okay. I saw the uh, I saw the rep representation there. <laughs> uh, definitely that. If I would go to the tobacco, uh, sorry, to the liquor category, I've always uh, had a passion for one brand in Diageo, uh, which was the Caparam. Oh, it's my idea. it's my favorite brand uh, niche. Uh, but I think I think the brand itself is is astonishing, and my favorite drink is is a Zacapa Amazing, one of the best liquids in uh, in the industry, and one of the best liquids out of any products in the world. It's definitely up there. And mate, if if anybody hasn't tried that rum, uh, you should definitely look for it. It is absolutely exceptional. Agree. So along with your Icos and your rum. Um, what one piece of music or album uh, would you bring onto the island? Uh, piece of music. So, so I would say, if we have any guests on the island, <laughs> we need to set the mood right. Right. So, I, I love Cafe del Mar, uh, which is a lounge uh, sort of sort of music. It's my go-to in the car. So, definitely taking uh, Cafe del Mar with me uh, to 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 the island. Perfect. 
So along with your music, uh, your rum and your icos now. Um, That's a very nice mood, by the way. It is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the full sort of uh, chill out sunset. Um, what bit of reading would you bring, uh, you bring along, whether it was a book or, you know, what type of reading material would you bring? I'm going to have to choose two. The first one is the latest issue of the Moody Dab Poet. Of course. <laughs> going to check on the guys, what's happening in travel retail. The only place. <laughs> um, and actually a book would be, a book that I read in my university days that, that really stayed with me is Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's a book about uh, financial literacy. Um, and it's taught me a lot about how to manage finances and all of that. And I think nowadays it's super important. Uh, so definitely we'll take that book with me. Absolutely uh, intriguing choice, great choice. Well, you've got, you've used up your allowance there. You've got a, a very uh, elite bottle, I suspect, of Ron Sicapa. You're not going to be able to drink it all yourself, Patrick, or, or you might, but uh, you probably want some people to drink it with. So. For being such a good sport, we're going to host a private dinner party on the island for you. We're going to allow you to bring in three very special guests. Now, they can be from history or they can be contemporary, still living living today. Who would they be and, and why would you choose them as your dinner companions? Okay, so to start off, uh, I would say I'm a big tennis fan. So uh, Rafael Nadal would be definitely my pick, I think. His work ethic and I think what he's, he's achieved is, is very, very influential for me. So definitely would love to hear the stories about when he went on tour, uh, specifically on, on Roland Garros. So that would be my first guest. Um, second one, and I, I have a big love for food and a big passion for food. And you would need a chef, right? So Anthony Bourdain uh, would, be, would be my, my, my second pick. Uh, I think he's a legend when it comes to, 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 to the chef or the hospitality industry. And I have a lot to listen from him, although he's passed away. And the third, for entertainment purposes, would be uh, Michael Jackson. And if Michael Jackson is not available, probably Roger Jackson <laughs> would, would probably fill in. But uh, no, I think Michael Jackson has has um, disrupted the, the entertainment industry as we know it. And uh, my favorite song, Billie Jean, would, would definitely be performing. What a fantastic dinner party that would be with the, with the Ron Zacapa flowing, with, with great food, with uh, a sporting legend and a, and, a, and, a, and a singing and music legend and you and then Roger and I might sneak in as the waiters, actually, because I reckon that would be just great, great fun. All right, Patrick, you've, you've been on the island for a while, so you deserve another treat. Um, so we're going to fly you on our, uh, our distinctly budget carrier, Tripod Airlines. We're going to fly you to anywhere in the world uh, for a special break. Where would it be and why? Okay. Um... I would choose Tokyo. I would choose Tokyo as my destination, uh, specifically for the food, because Tokyo has the most number of Michelin star restaurants in the world. Um, I hope you have the budget for it, or is it a low budget? <laughs> so, uh, so definitely Tokyo, because 
it's it's a food haven and there's the most Michelin star restaurant. So I'll be spending some time there to try them all. Yeah, great, great choice. Uh, one of the one of the best cities in the world on so many levels, isn't it? I have very bad memories of the last visit I went to Tokyo. Roger, you'll know this because I, I watched the All Blacks lose in the semi-final of the Rugby World Cup to England. It was a very bad and depressing day in my life. But otherwise, I love everything about Tokyo. So, so a great choice. Um, and uh, I, I think a, a fantastic desert island experience, Patrick, one of, one of our best that we've had yet. It's been really, really great fun to have you on the show. I hope you, I hope you enjoyed the experience. I didn't find it too, too grueling. We wish you really well um, in what's going to be a long and successful career ahead of you. You've already come a long way with, some, with three great companies, uh, as you well said, um, been brilliant to have your company i'm going to pass over to roger uh, to sign off but thanks for being with us patrick thanks a lot martin thank you patrick thank you for coming on the show uh, we really appreciate it as martin said you're our first guest from the tobacco industry and i hope we're going to have many more now obviously tobacco is a huge part of travel retail and thank you for coming on sharing um, everything about um, your childhood you growing up and also your great career. Like you said, you've worked for three very, very large companies, actually all in travel retail. So there's not many people that can say that. So thank you for sharing that with us. Thanks a lot for having me, Roger, really. I really enjoyed it. And looking forward to see you guys very, very soon. You will. Yeah, hope, to Thanks, see, hope to see you in the Middle East soon, Patrick. And uh, perhaps we'll have a glass of great Lebanese red wine uh you know i know chateau moussal well but of course there are many many others and you'll probably you'll probably be uh, an expert on them from what we have heard today so we look forward to having a glass of great wine from your country soon all right patrick Awa, thanks for being our guest on tripod well another interesting guest roger uh our first one as we said from the tobacco sector patrick's lived quite a life you know he's from a beautiful country but a very pained country it's had so much uh, pain and violence in its history. It's gone through a lot of troubles lately, and you can feel his heart throbbing for his country. Very interesting and humane man, I thought. A good guest. Yeah, Patrick's a great guy. Um, as he mentioned, we've known each other for a long time. Um, actually, to work for three different companies across different categories, actually, in travel retail isn't, uh, you know, there's not many people that can say that actually and he's got a great understanding of our industry and as you said you know um the situation in lebanon at the moment is just terrible uh, i've got a lot of friends uh, and colleagues um from lebanon and uh, i just pray for them that uh, they can get their country back up and running and uh, it can be somewhere where people can um, you know live and work again because at the moment there's far too many people who who want to be back in their home and, and they can't be. And for me, that's really sad. Yeah, very well said. All right, Roger. Well, look, we'll close out. I notice you're wearing the tripod accessory that I introduced um, a few weeks ago. You look rather dashing in it, Roger, I've got to say, but I understand there might even be a line extension in the, in the pipeline. Is that right? It is. We've got some new merch. So I'm going to remove that one and... Put the new one on. There you go. So I've got a nice stash of these here. So uh, Patrick's going to be the first uh, owner of one of these. It's going to be one of these winging its way to him. So uh, I don't think anyone's going to be able to miss us 
uh, Martin in these. I, I tell you what, next can, Roger, we'll set up a studio down there and we'll be wearing those and we'll have tripod banners with the permission of TFWA. And uh, I think we could make quite an impact looking as pictorially uh, splendid as you do today. Yeah, well, I'm at Medfer in five weeks, so I'll make sure John and Eric have got these on. All right, that's we'll keep them to that, keep you to that and keep them to that. Roger, it's been great to be with you as always. We've got another very special guest, very interesting guest from the world of wine coming up soon, but we won't give away the, the secret, so you'll have to tune in next time. Meantime, this is Martin Moody saying thank you for being with us. See you next week. See you next week.